Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guest today is Sean Childers Gray, and he is president of the Ogden Pride Board of Directors, among many other things. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about the Ogden Pride Festival that's coming up August 4th through the 6th at the Ogden Amphitheater. But before we get into all that, I kind of want to just hear a little bit about you. Um, You became what I think is sort of an LGBTQ plus pioneer, probably not without setting out to do that. (laughs) But if you could, I'm sure it's a story you've told many times, but just kind of tell us what happened in 2016. Yeah, 2016, uh, on on recommendation that I go and get my name and gender marker change done in pursuit of adopting our oldest, my wife and I. Um, have two children, um, but they're not mine. They're, I'm the stepdad, and, and we wanted to make sure that that was official, that uh, the kids were covered. So on recommendation from the family attorney, uh, I pursued that. And prior to that, dozens and dozens of others had gone before judges and received their gender marker changes and requests and name changes without without incident. And I didn't. So the judge said no. No. And just to be clear, you're a trans man. I am a trans man, yes. And so you're going to be the stepfather. Mm-hmm. So you, you want your all of your ID to reflect that you're yeah. a stepfather, yeah. not yeah. a stepmother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it didn't really bother me too much up to that point that I had that female on my birth certificate and the F on my ID. But le- legally, you yeah, make some sense. roads, yeah. uh, some you know bumps in the roads when it comes to it. And so I pursued that. And the judge approved my name change that day um, because I'd met the requirements, but couldn't find it in his, I guess, his uh, scope of work um, that he, he felt that he was under the authority that he could do that. Right. So it set off a chain of events of years of wait and um, patience, learning patience. And so 2018, um, after long wait, we, we faced, uh, and, and a friend of mine joining that, who was also denied the gender marker request from the same judge in Weber County, um, we pursued further. And so in 2018, we both stood in front of the Utah Supreme Court with our lawyer and that the many, many people behind us, a legal team behind us, and thousands of people behind us supporting. Yeah. And, um, you know. I, I bet at that moment you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> am I, I think the most of the, the biggest question was when our lawyer, Christopher Wharton, asked us if, if we could do this. I, I was scared. Yeah, I'm sure. Financially, like, what is this going to mean for my family? What is that going to open up with public? Your name's going to be in the news. Yeah. Yeah. So we really, really took that on as a family. Like, let's just do this. This is important, not just for me. And right. it really became not just for me. And it was the continued pursuit. This isn't just for me. And so I just kept holding on to that. It's okay. You know, people around me were receiving their gender marker, you know, requests and, and you know, meeting justice uh, as they were requesting. And I just tried to wait patiently. So at that point, it was kind of judge by judge. Yeah. They were, was there was no consistency. Yeah, not not consistent. And um some just wanted to get off their desks. Some, you know, didn't quite know exactly the the threshold, but felt they met the requirements of, of many of the things that were in the Constitution at the time, Utah State Constitution, mm-hmm. and um, what we pursued. So uh, 
2018, 2019, we still waited. 2020 wow. uh, happened. <laughs> we know it happened yeah. then. And a lot of things just halted. And it was just the world became so much bigger. And, you know, and, and it was just like, okay, well, this is happening. Let's just be patient, Sean. You're, you're okay. Just be patient. Um, and then 2021, finally, May 6th, 2021, we, we received the answer. So um, it took a long time. And it took um, great words and strength from many people. Mm-hmm. And, and not only did you do it, not just for you, but for your family, but for all the other people that yeah. now don't have to jump over that hurdle. Yeah, that opinion is now in the books historically for the rest of my life. That's fantastic. Well, the rest of its life, yeah. really. And that affects everyone in Utah that may need to have their gender marker yeah. changed. Well, good for you for pursuing it. Thanks. So Ogden Pride is yes. coming up August 4th through the 6th at the Ogden Amphitheater. And the website is ogdenpride.org to get all of the info. And I... Did a deep dive on your website today and kind of found out everything that's going on, almost everything that's going on. So what's the history of the Ogden Pride Festival? I know it hasn't been around nearly as long as Salt Lake's Pride Festival. No, but we're a little, little, you know, festival town um, of lots of things going on in Ogden. And Mm -hmm. we fit right along with those other things happening. Um, This is our ninth year. And so in 2014, they, um, a small group of of, um, people got together and said, Ogden Pride or Ogden needs something. We need Ogden Pride. Mm. So um, it was coming out day October 2014 when they said, let's do this. And they started an organization and their focus at the time was to build a festival. Mm-hmm. And so they started and pursued. And, and that August uh, 2015, they held a little festival. It only fit in the amphitheater. And, you know, just a handful of different vendors and food and entertainment. And now, you know, nine years later, you're not as big as the Salt Lake Pride Festival. You've become bigger than you started. We Tell have. us about what this year is going to look like. <laughs> uh, so this year, we, we, we've definitely expanded. And in, in the last couple of years, we've had anywhere between eight, uh, five to 8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, 2019, we hit almost 8,000, and we just keep growing uh, throughout the day. We've extended our hours. So this year, we're 11 to 8, and we have two stages of entertainment and, you know, looking at 8,000 people throughout the day is, is really cool. Mm-hmm. My And as a venue director and president of Ogden Pride, um, I take that moment. Everyone's like, do you t- ever get a moment to watch? And while you're attending a festival, you know, Mike, there's yeah. you don't have the time to watch. Right. You're there, but you take those moments and you really look at, you know, the things that really make it happen. Um, people, vendors. Yeah. We have 100 and, uh, 120 vendors. Wow. We have nine food vendors to choose from. With plenty of options, we've got um, you know things for the adults to enjoy beverage wise, and we also are bringing back our kids zone. Nice. And is there a charge to get into Ogden Pride? So Ogden Pride that is happening on that Sunday, the sixth, that is free. Oh, the last our day is free. Last day is free. Our intent is to try to make it free, and you know things get expensive. Sure. But we do everything we can to make sure the community can come together. And what's the admission price on the first two days? So on Friday, we actually have our youth night. We're giving them a youth pride night. So we're, we're hosting a youth talent show where it's open to the public for anyone to come and watch the, the talent from our youth and give them the stage. It, it's hard for kids to speak out and we want to give them that space. That night is free. 
Um, okay. we, we received, uh, we, we wonderfully received an Ogden City Art Grant for that night. And so um, it's focusing on providing art and, and the access to art in every, any way, you know, any, any form at all. And so that night is free for those to come in, um, participate and support, well, for those to come and support and watch. So we will have the gates open at 5. The show will start at 5.30. But then at 7 o'clock, I get to be the bad guy and kick out all the parents and adults. Oh, fun. And so <laughs> we'll we'll corral all the parents out of the amphitheater and let the kids have their own pride dance. Oh, that's fun. Your theme this year, the future is inclusive. Can you talk about why you chose that and what that means? Yes. Yeah, so every year we bring the community together to help us create ideas. And so that was one of the ideas that came out. We, we sent it out to a vote and that was the one that, that had the most impact, especially mm. right now. It feels so daunting to think that 52 years ago, Stonewall happened and that we were fighting for the same things we're fighting for now. And we want those youth who are being, you know, told through legislation that they belong. Mm -hmm. They belong and they are our future. And and so, you know, what we have in front of us, we know the history, you know, we we ebb and flow with history. We learn from that and, and we're still fighting. Yeah, I I feel like um, we've made progress mm-hmm. in the last fifty two years, but not as much as we could have. Yeah, yeah. it feels like we do that tango right, the yeah. two store two two forward one back. Right, and um, but the future is inclusive means that you know what happens to us now, we we work to have and secure those places, and and it gets better. Why is it important to have a Pride Festival? I mean, it's not just for the LGBTQ plus community. It's really for everybody. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? So for Ogden Pride especially and for having that in Ogden and the city of Ogden, for us it really means bringing our community together, supporting and celebrating diversity. We're not out there being, you know, um, there's so many talking points that we could get into. But yeah. we we really want to just focus on bringing our community together. And that includes our allies because it's important for us to have our allies. Mm-hmm. And so for us as a small town festival, that's our focus. Family, friendly, and free so that we can bring everybody together and celebrate. And, and it helps open minds and hearts when we have the opportunity to educate, embrace, and learn from each other. I have been to several Pride Festivals now, and it's a great time. I would encourage anyone who's never been to one to go experience it. And it's it's not going to be maybe what you think. Um, it is some great people watching, for sure, because you're going to see lots and lots of different kinds mm-hmm. of people. Uh, but that's what I love about it is just the diversity. And it, it's a day where everybody gets to try to just be who they are and not hide any of it. Yeah. And I love that part of it. Yeah. Who are some of your biggest sponsors and supporters? I always like to give you a chance to, you know, give them a a thank you. Yeah, we've got some great sponsors we absolutely love. Um, Our main stage sponsor and our presenting partner is Weaver State University. They've always been a great community partner for us, and we work really hand-in-hand throughout, you know, throughout the community and the year to, to really help each other out. And so we're really excited to put their giant banner on that stage and be very proud that, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we are wildcats as well. We've got um, Q Salt Lake. Michael Aaron over at Q Salt Lake has always been such a great supporter of the, you know, of the Ogden Pride and the festivals around. And so he's one of our largest sponsors as well. And he just really pushes um, for us to be able to be visible. We've also got Westinghouse. Northrop Grunman, um, and so many more. Um, we, we've really pulled together some great local, uh, you know, industry 
Ogden is definitely an industry-based, you know, community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those industry, you know, they have LGBTQ workers and they always want to show their employees that they're there to support. And so they do everything they can. I, I love speaking with them um, and hearing their stories about how uh, how they're helping support their their employees mm-hmm. and how they want to continue that through the community. So we've got, we've got a lot of sponsors, amazing people. So. My guest today is Sean Childers Gray. He is president of the Ogden Pride Board of Directors and the Ogden Pride Festival is coming up August 4th through the 6th at the Ogden Amphitheater. You can get more info at ogdenpride.org. It takes a lot of people to do this. Are you still looking for volunteers? We are. We're always looking for volunteers. 100% run our Ogden Pride Board. Have you ever turned a volunteer away? I mean... Because you just had too many? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for other reasons. Maybe for other reasons. We definitely want to make sure that everything's... um, you know, in the right moment, like yeah. that you're, you should be there and that you, you know, that you fit and, and with the crew and things like that. And, and that we have the space, um, for the, for your needs. We definitely look at that. We have several volunteers who will say, Hey, I, I might have to sit for a few hours of my shift. So if I could be, we, we definitely accommodate those needs and we have those, we need people to say hello to people as they come in and just make sure that people are welcome and, and get answers when they need them. But we're looking for volunteers and our biggest need this year really is we have two areas of need. We have with our, um, with us bringing back our kids zone, we're looking for many hands to help with that Mm -hmm. zone area. We've got, um, six plus activities that need, uh, people, you know, all, all day. So we're looking for that. And then it's always, we always end up with the least amount of people to help tear down. Oh yeah. That's the (laughs) The most party's over. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So set up and tear down (laughs) are always our, our, our biggest spots that, that, you know, we really appreciate those volunteers and we provide swag and we, we also have a volunteer, um, program. If they, if they volunteer for six hours, they um, will receive some um, f- a food voucher to help with with them getting some food for the day, and our our food vendors really kick in and help us out with that. So, so if you go to ogdenpride.org and then click on Ogden Pride Festival, the first thing that comes up is volunteer application. So, if you're interested in volunteering, that's where you head to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about the Ogden Pride Center itself. So technically right now, the Pride Center is where our feet walk. Okay. Where our hearts lead our youth groups and activities and where we can find the space with our community partners. I did notice on the website, like, where is it located? Well, if you Google us, (laughs) you'll land at my house. Oh, okay. (laughs) But, um, yeah, right now as we're sustainably looking for the financing to open a Pride Center, we, you know, we do everything that we can to build community. And that's what a Pride Center is is right build community Mm -hmm. and safe spaces and sometimes that has to be on the whim where you're at Mm -hmm. and working with others so that's how that's where they're at (laughs) that's where we're at we're all over you're working toward a physical building yeah um on the website it has your mission statement but in just regular talk what what is the mission of the ogden pride center We're there to build a space, no matter what that space looks like, um, physical or, you know, emotional support for our LGBTQ community and our allies so we can come together as a community. 
And you've got some programs that are listed on your website. Um, you talked a little bit about the youth program, youth outreach. And I love how out is all capitalized, youth, capital O-U-T, and then reach. Yeah. What's that program? So we actually merged in 2018 with the Ogden Outreach Resource Center. They were struggling to keep things together and needed some extra support. And so we decided to merge that. And it was our first program that we'd put into you know, our mission. Before that, we were just really focused on doing the festival. Mm. And so with the need for those kids to have more. We merged and created youth outreach, trying to keep on that outreach Mm -hmm. um, branding for them. We meet twice a month, the first and third Friday of the month, and we are generally meeting from six to eight. We take the kids uh, all sorts of places. We just took them to Neptune Skating. Neptune's an awesome community partner. They really help us out. And, uh, you know, because it can add up to the money adds up. But oh, sure. they really kick back and help us out with that. And um, we took, we had 70, no, 92. We had 67 kids the first skating night, and we had 92 this last wow. one. And it's just growing. And so. that's a population that is very at risk. Yeah. Um, you know, kids who come out to their families, it doesn't always go well. Right. And that's an issue in our state. It is. It, it can be. I think that we're doing better. We have some great community organizations that are doing their best to, one, educate those parents and embrace them for the, you know, for those differences that, that they're trying to meet, right? There's that middle ground of faith and identity, and so there's some great organizations, but they are vulnerable. Yeah. In Circle, I think, is a really great one. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing great work. And then there's one called Stars in Action. Stars in Action, yeah. That is our group for our non-binary and transgender community. They've been hit the hardest. Our trans community has been hit the hardest, no matter what age group that mm-hmm. is. And so especially this legislative session across the country. Right. So Stars in Action is a group. Um, it stands for Synergetic Trans Activists, Resources, and Supports. Wow. Yeah, so Stars in Action, they're meeting um, at different things. We've got a group that, of um, adults that go care- to karaoke at um, Southgate um, once uh, once or twice a month, and that's growing. And then we um, we have coffee nights, and we're just working on more more activities to to provide for that group. And it's not closed to trans people; um, it's open to trans and allies. Mm. So. Um, but we're just trying to create a safe space so that they connect with others. And especially 2020 really was a hard time to connect with mm-hmm. others. And so you feel isolated sometimes. Even when you have people around you constantly, there's just a need to connect with those that are just a little bit more like you. And then my favorite pictures on the website were the pictures of the seniors out and proud. Talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, so Seniors Out and Proud is actually not an Ogden Pride program. Oh, it's okay. a community partner that we work with, but they, they service the those who are 50 and older. They do not discriminate against age. Um, but they are very active. Um, Deb Hall uh, actually started SOAP, and they have a group in Salt Lake. They have a group in South Utah, Southern Utah, I think St. George area, and then Larry Quinn is the the gentleman in Ogden who's running Mm -hmm. the the SOAP program, but they walk every Wednesday. Larry will outwalk both of us, Mike. (laughs) That wouldn't take much for me. And, you know, and and they, they have a movie night once a month, and that's usually an LGBTQ folk, uh, LBG, eh, LGBTQ focused uh, film, and then they they team up with another group in Ogden called um, Food and Friends, and they do food activities mm. and stuff. So we're really just 
small groups getting together to create community. Yeah. So I, I guess I ended up on their Facebook page through your website. Yes. Yeah. yeah they are. There were some really fun pictures yeah. of their get-togethers. It looks like it's quite a party. Yeah. They. they yeah. They're great. We we do that because we know that they can service that group better than we can with the the hands that we have. But li- uh, we do have a liaison on our board who is with Soap, and so that's. For me, that's the best way we could community partner for that. So so lots of events and lots of get-togethers. Mm-hmm. What other ongoing events do you have? We also do um, adult programming for our, you know, for just anyone who is in our community. Um, we do have an adult program uh, specific. It doesn't have a fun name yet. Just called <laughs> adult programming. But they do coffee nights. We actually just did um, last week. They are our adult program director, Olivia, had... Uh, Brookie Bakes um, helped us with a cake decorating night. So we do coffee nights. We've done paint night. We've done cake decorating. Um, we we team up during the winter and we all get together as a whole, um, all of our programs, and uh, along with soap. And we do a annual walk through the Ogden uh, Christmas Village. So we have lots going on uh, constantly feels like there's something going on all the time all the time and you can find all of it at ogdenpride.org i consider myself an ally of the lgbtq communities um, that was one thing i learned volunteering at the salt lake pride fest is that it's not one community it's several that are all together um, what can people who aren't lgbtq do to be good allies what does a good ally look like well, a good ally is somebody who says, yes, I'm here for you and I am willing to take action to assist in what you need. And I definitely claim you as an ally, Mike. <laughs> That's fine. I, I like that. Um, how are we doing? Before we went on the air, we talked a little bit about how – well, and we talked about it at the beginning of the interview too, that we're 52 years since Stonewall and we certainly have made progress for sure. But like you say, it kind of ebbs and flows and, and lately it feels like we're kind of headed back the wrong direction um, are we headed in the right direction? What can people do to make to make sure that continues to happen? Vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really ask what you can do more to help. And and not just say you're an ally. Ally is an action. It's it's a verb. Yeah. And so in order to to be better, you have to do better. So if you hear someone say something about, you know, any situation and you have enough courage to say something, do. That's a big thing. If you hear something that's misinformation or you you don't understand, educate yourself on it mm-hmm. and then and then extend that education. It'll help a lot. I think the more that we understand about everyone, about each other, about what really each community needs, then we can be better for each other. And I found in wanting to be an ally that there were things that I had misconceptions about. um, And I found I was afraid that if I said something wrong, everybody would be upset. But what I have found is there's very gentle correction if I say something that isn't quite right. Um, It's okay to ask questions. Um, I think it's it's a different environment than most people would wouldn't think it feels like if they haven't been in it. Yeah. Um, there's huge variety of personalities. Oh, there's yeah. There's no monolith at all. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I discovered volunteering for the Salt Lake Pride Festival was that these LGBTQ, they don't always get along with each other. There's some infighting there sometimes because you're dealing with people and personalities and yeah. opinions. Yeah. And, and the other part of that is that the, the age gaps are different. Mm. The youth, I don't understand my children now. I have a 16 <laughs> and 14 year old and, and they both um, identify within the community, um, you know, rainbow. And 
what they say now is not what we used when I first came mm-hmm. out. And we've had some family fights because of those <laughs> terms, you know. And so language changes. So even within a family. Even within family. Because language changes and the way we um, the way we see those things change. And, you know, we want – like history shows that we take back some of those powerful words that were used against us. And now some of those powerful words aren't being used anymore. Mm. So, you know, really f- – discovering language and, you know, keeping up with that's important. So, Well, what do you picture Ogden Pride Festival and Center looking like? What are your goals for five or ten years from now? Oh, man. Well. I'm sure. I mean, right now you're planning the festival, so you're very much in the day, day-to-day. I, I am in I am in crisis mode. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I – my goal, like, just personally, really pushing – community in general has really been what's pushed the board and they probably love me and hate me all at the same time when I say we're going to try this and um, they all want a pride center that is our main focus we've we need a center not just for our youth but for for everyone to come and have a space and so I I I don't want it to be five years when I'm cutting the ribbon of a pride center but it takes money yeah takes lots of dollars to do that and to do it sustainably. Yeah. So that's, I really want to see that happen. Um, I'm not getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are. And, um, <laughs> and so it's, it's harder and harder to, to run as fast as I have been. And I, I want that to happen and to continue. I, I love the festival. I think that it's important and we should continue that. We're heading into our 10th anniversary. Yeah, We've got great. so much. We're, we're heading right in from right after the festival's over. We usually take a break, but we're heading right into 10-year planning to do some great stuff in yeah. October. So The website is ogdenpride.org. I am proud just to know you. I think you're an amazing person, and the what you're doing in our community is fantastic. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com. 